between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Thank you, Jesus. Form inside and sign time for you to know. Agronomous and time for you to know. It's the end and time is in time. It's in time. It's time. It's time. For yeah, yeah, I have opened heavens. I have opened heaven. 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 Even your heaven. Even your heaven. I have opened your heaven. I have opened your heaven. I have opened it. I have opened it for you. For you to come up, 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 up. Up. Oh, there is. Oh, there is a way up. 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 This 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 way we bring. This way we bring. This way we bring. This way we bring. This way up. This way up, this, 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 this which way, this way, this very way, this way up, this way, this way. For an Amidish, for here we come, for this reason we are here, for this reason we come, to make an even an upward way, to bring an upward way, to bring an upward way. To establish an upward way, to establish an upward way, for to establish an upward way, to establish this way, this way up, this way up, this way up, this way up. we bless your name give you glory thank you for the mercy of the help 
for the nurse this woman on crush to scorn to heaven help to for us to bring help in El Prestur all driving every on soil El Renoigrin Oigrin Ibernoidet Tyron Austin Pride for an oil I grind I'm grain oil guide mine for an osteoprasius the priest I'm not going oil I scared oil Pronomest for an oil iron for iron I clostion Jomanadide brother Abasto Christios for the noise screen and help Christian help Pradis to Christian Christian help for an offering oil to Funions to Friday sight for to sign for to find for to find for to find this ministry 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 fresh strand on help help Eddie Austin help even us come to help Elgin on joy to help Abristian to help Andre and ten scored in Macaron door for an on help Yes. For an Oscar, even for even this nation, even this nation is that holy nation that will ascend. Is that holy nation that shall ascend? For Nanagasto, my coffin, Martin, to heaven, make it to make it up. And to build it up and to prepare it up. For yes, this nation shall be built. This nation shall be built and it shall ascend. It shall ascend. It is the holy nation. The holy nation that will ascend even the holy places that will go up. The nation that will go up. The people who will go up. The people who will go up. The people who will go up. Who will find this way. Who will find this ministry? Who will find this ascension? Who will ascend? Those who shall ascend. Those who shall ascend. Those who shall ascend. Who will find the upward way? Who will find the way up? For yeah, they will find the way up. They will come up. They will come up. They will come up. Even you. Even you. Even you. Even you. Even you will come up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. God, Alamahota, we bless your holy name. Father, we thank you. 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 Father, we receive. We receive. We receive this ministry. We fetch without price. 
we purchase the mercy for this ministry with the price of the blood of Jesus we purchase we purchase this ministry with his blood we purchase this ministry we purchase that which is already purchased for us we find we'll find the access help by help help from heaven we'll find it help we we'll receive we we'll receive help and mercy help and mercy help and mercy for this ministry thank you father we bless your holy name praise the lord hallelujah hallelujah amen amen let's open our bibles quickly thank you jesus praise god amen thank you father there's a lot hanging um, in the atmosphere spiritually praise god um, i believe maybe through the word praise god that the lord will speak or i don't know Rayinka, do you have any okay let's just hear it i know there's a lot more Thank you, Jesus. time I am adding to add on to you yes. to add more to you to add more to you to add more to you for in the way there is a host coming with you there is a host coming with you for we are many 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 with you for we are a host coming with you for we have come to add to you we have come for to add to you to add more and to build you into the nation of the father into yes. the holy nation of the father into those that would even come be within the veil that would be an ark that would be an ark that would be an yes. ark for we have come to add Thank we you. have come to add yes. well we have come to add we have come to add to you we will keep adding and adding and adding and adding more to you we have come to add to you for to raise you a nation unto the lord for to raise you a nation of a holy nation of god for to raise you a holy nation of god for there is an host with you in this way that has been opened to you there is the host coming with you before and after you to guide you in the path to guide you in the way thank for you. the way is open to you. you for in this part is the part of thank additions you. it's the part of additions thank it's you. the part of additions thank for you. i will yet add and add and add and keep adding to you for he that comes to me is love and he that will dwell in me is love for nothing can survive in me for i am love i am love i am love it's time for love works love works Love works, love works, judgment love, judgment love, judgment love, love works, love works, love works. I have come to add and add and add. For it must be full, it must be full, it must be complete, it must be all, it must be all, it must be all. In this part, in this part, I have opened for to 
add for to add and thank keep you. adding to you thank and you. keep adding oh, to you for there is help in this season the host are here for to help there is 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 help I've brought you help priestly 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 help 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 is you you found help you found help for I am adding I'm adding I've come for to add for to add more for to add more for to add more add more add more by my word I add 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 and there's a two-edged sword in your midst there's a two-edged sword in your midst there is a two-edged sword in your midst for to pierce and destroy fear for to pierce and destroy fear for I will yet add more I will yet add more I have come for to add I have come for to add I have come for to add says the spirit of Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Thank you. <laughs> 
Take your lot, take your portion, take your portion, take your portion, take your portion and come up, come up, come up, come up, come up. I'm calling you up, I'm calling you up for there is a lot for everyone here. There is a lot and a portion for everyone here. There is a portion for everyone, everyone. Take your portion, take your lot, take your lot and come up, take your lot and come up for is in this lot you come up, is in this appropriation I have orchestrated for you that you come up. It is in the part I have made for you for to come to the eye, for to come to the eye, for the heavens are opened upon you. The heavens are opened upon you. Take your Lord. Take your Lord. Take your Lord. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. There is There is for everyone. There is for everyone. I am large enough for every one of you. I am large enough for every one of you. I am large enough for everyone. Come up to me. Come up to me. Come up. Come up. I have made a way. 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 Take your Lord. Take your Lord. Take your Lord. I have come to bless. 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 I am yet to bless. I am yet to bless. I am yet to bless. Take your Lord. Take yours. Take yours. Says the Jahano John Jehan Sona Presto Ferdinand even have Presto Halladoski Ocean. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Amen. You, you believe in God. Believe also in me. For in my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to, to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and, and receive you unto myself. Amen. That where I am, that there ye may be also. And whither I go, you know. And the way, you know. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and and the life, and no man cometh, no man cometh unto the Father, but by what? But by me, Amen. So I go and I go and prepare a place. I go and prepare a place for you, and I will come again, and then receive you unto myself, and that where I am, that there what? That there you may be also. Praise God and. Let's see First John chapter First John chapter three. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. First John 3, I read from verse 1. It says that, Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Praise the Lord. That we should be what? That we should be called the sons of God. And that therefore the world knoweth us not because it did what? It knew him not. But beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it, it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we, we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purified himself, even as what? Even, even as he is pure. Praise God. Um, so he says, he's saying, speaking of, the, the Lord is speaking in John, or it's John who wrote it, but it's the Lord who was speaking, right? Um, he was speaking about belief in God, am I correct? In chapter 14. And then began to speak about a place, right, which is in the in the father's house. And when you say house here, house, actually, house of the father's house is the place that actually is like an estate. Am I correct? An estate is actually the, is the object of inheritance. Right? The house of the father is to do, is the what? Is the object of inheritance. The word house here doesn't only mean where he's sleeping at night. Amen. House, the house, when you say a man's house, when you speak about a man's house, he's talking about the, 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 the full estate that his whole life right, has been able to, what, to produce. When you hear in his house, this household, the other household, the household is not just the room or the physical place. It has to do with the entire estate of the person. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Praise God. So, so this house, the father's house here, is actually speaking concerning the, is the, the thing which sons, the sons of the father, have actually been called and have actually been raised to come and inherit Right, is the dream of the sons. The father's house is the dream of who? Of the sons. Who the, is the object of their pursuit and is the object of their, when you call, talk about the inheritance, what will be divided for the sons is the word, the house of the father. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now you now see that the house of the father is now is a, is a place, is a theme Right, is actually an entity that that contains places. Praise God! It's an entity that does what contains. So, so what is a place? A place is a portion of the house that is designed for a son. Praise God! I'm just speaking the spirit. Right? The spirit of I'm seeing of these words. Right? The place in my father's house, there are what many what mansions. Praise God. There are many words, mansion. So the word mansion 
has more to do with habitation. Right, that word mansion has more to do with a place. So if you can render it differently, you say, in my father's house, there are many places of habitation. There are many you know, different zones of domains of what? Of habitation. And he said that I am now going to prepare a place for you. So the place is a portion of the inheritance in the, in the house. Say place. place. Say place. place. So place, don't think of place as just a square or something. Uh, that is your own place. We shared it for you. No. Place means something. When you say something has found a place, like the way they use the word concerning um, the angels who fell, who they lost their own estate. You know, when they lost their estate, they were actually placed, found, even Lucifer. The, the Bible says there was, a place was no longer found for him. That doesn't mean that the space where he was is, is, has been deleted. He's just talking about when you get into that zone, it no longer belongs to him. So there's a way that they can remove, if they can remove ownership of the places in the spirit from entity, from a spiritual entity, it means that places in the spirit can also be given to a spiritual world, to entities. Possessors. So the soul of, of men, of Christians, actually designs an entity for possession. When it says they spoke, speak about upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. So there shall be holiness. And then when the holiness has appeared, you know, there's deliverance, and then there shall be holiness. Holiness is the holiness is the wall that deliverance unleashes you into. It takes a delivered soul to be holy. No soul that hasn't been delivered can be holy because what makes a soul unholy are things that it's in bondage to. So, so you now say that Zion is actually the, Zion is a mountain of deliverance. It's a place where men can measure distance between what keeps them bound. Praise the Lord. So when, upon Mount Zion, you say there will be deliverance, rot for um, deliverance in Zion. Zion is a place of deliverance. Praise God. And when deliverance has come in Zion, after a word, what will happen? Holiness. Praise God. What is holiness? Holiness is talking about separation. That Separation that manifests after freedom has been attained. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is the what? It's the separation that manifests after what? Freedom has been attained. When a soul has been made free, that state, that's a holy soul. Do you agree with me what I'm saying? You know that you can measure some sanctification and not yet be holy because you haven't measured enough freedom to be holy. Praise God. What is a holy thing? A holy thing is, is the thing that God can have cast a first glimpse at. That until a thing becomes holy, God has never looked at it one day. God, God has never looked at any God because God cannot behold anything that is unholy. So, in other words, if you were to change it around, is that God cannot behold anything that is not free. He's a, he's a God who can, he has to, he sets his face, he sets his face on agents who are free 
free, when I was saying free, I mean freedom from things that dot what? Things that dot bind men away from him. So before God will behold a thing, God will first send a deliverer. All right, go and deliver it and bring him to me so I can behold it. Why? Because God cannot behold iniquity. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. So, so that freedom that happens is a deliverance that Zion what, wrought from his soul. Now, what's the purpose of deliverance? You, what do you deliver his soul for? You deliver his soul for what? For inheritance, right? Somebody who is not free, a father cannot give his property, no matter how old, how he loves a child, to his child who is in bondage. Because if you give your property to that man, you are giving it to another person. <laughs> He's not free yet. He's not free. What is the freedom? Of not being free is a state of indebtedness. When you, are, when you owe debts, are you getting what I'm saying? You're not free, you owe debts. And who are we in debt? What are men indebted to? Men are indebted to sin and death. The word indebtedness is the same word of slavery. Slavery to sin, to serve sin. They are servants of sin. So any soul who is a servant of sin has not received deliverance from sin and death. Such a soul is not a candidate for inheritance. The father cannot give his inheritance to such a soul. Praise God. Amen. So this, this thing called place, right, is, is talking about who they design places for in the spirit. These places in the spirit are designed for inheritors. Inheritors are souls that have been fashioned, made able to receive what? The inheritance which the father wants to give. So in my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. And he says, I go to prepare a place. So I'm going there to do what? To prepare a place for you. And if I go and then prepare a place for you, then I will come again. Say, come again. come again. I will come again. Because he came before. Then he's talking about him coming again. Praise God. Now, so coming again, this is not him speaking about maybe the second coming of Christ. Amen. He's not talking about the second word, coming. Or will there be a second coming of Christ? I mean, in the physical, in the natural. Of course, there will be a second coming. But he's not speaking about the, sec- the second coming of Christ here. This coming is talking about comings to the soul. There are comings to the soul. So the soul will have a first coming. They will have the second coming. You know, the, the, Jesus Christ physically came to the earth over 2,000 years ago, right? But when he came 2,000 years ago, he didn't come to you. Do you understand what I mean? Yes, so that, when he came, he came. It doesn't apply to you. You know that. When the first time Jesus comes to you is when your soul engages his, the, the, his person. 
right? The first coming of Jesus. So when you talk about the coming of Jesus, it's actually a messianic coming. Right? Because who came was the Messiah, right? The messianic coming means the coming of the Christos, the coming of the Christ, the bringing in of the Christ, when the Christ came. Praise God. Now, when, when the Christ came, remember when the Bible spoke about the bringing in, when he bringing in the first begotten into the world, he said, let, let all the angels worship him. When he bring it, who? The first begotten. So, so can, you, can anybody tell me when did the first coming occur? I mean, not necessarily in your soul now. The first coming, there was a time, it was actually when the coming occurred, and actually it, it aligned with a time in the natural. Can somebody quickly tell me? Just raise up your hand and say it very quickly. Very, very quickly. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Uh -uh. Nobody wants to try at all. Uncle Jimmy? (laughs) (laughs) Eh? You didn't hear the question. I said, when was the... If you want to mark time, in time, when did the first come in? Literally, when you can... How can you impose time on the season of the first coming of Jesus. When he resurrected. Do you agree with that? When he resurrected, right? When he resurrected and when he came up, right? So it wasn't when he was born in the baby, as a baby, right? It wasn't when baby Jesus was born. When baby Jesus was born, who came? A baby came. Right? How do I know? Because it's a child that is born. Our child is talking about the little child who the Bible referenced, right, in the book of in the New Testament. But he said, Who is giving? It's a son. So, right? So, it means who they gave is who came. So, the coming is not talking about his physical birth. After he was born and he was developed, he was raised so he can come. Where is he coming to? The first place he came, when he came into the world, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world. That was the book of Hebrews chapter 1. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You got it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So it was when, so the coming was, so until, this, the coming which the, the, the Bible archives are the comings of, the, when you talk about first coming, the first coming, who comes the first is a Christ. Is the Christ, the Christos who came first, just the raw Christ, the Christ of God, is the one who came first. So it means that until the Christos emerged, that there could not have been a coming until Christos was born. Do you agree with that? Until Christ was born, there could not have been what? A coming. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So when he, when he came into the world, then he said, okay, let all angels worship him. Now, understand what I'm trying to say. When I'm, I'm separating him coming from him growing up. Do you agree with that? Because he grew into a, a Christ stature before he came. Or before he was given. His son Unto a child is born, a son was given. 
So the son was, was talking about his age of development. Am I correct now? So the reason for when Jesus Christ, when Jesus, ascend, when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, that was when, that was the time of raising from the dead was the time of the giving of the, the giving of the Christ. Praise God. Because it was at that point that the, the first Adamic spirit became a second Adam. A second man, sorry. That's the first man became a second man. When did the first man become, become a second man in terms of his spirit? Was what? On the day of resurrection. Do you agree with what I'm saying? That's when the glory of God went to, to hell and raised, raised him up, according to Romans chapter 6. Right. So he was raised up. So at that point, because before that happened, nobody, no man could receive him. The disciples could not receive him. Why? Because even though he was with them, right, he was with them. He told them in this chapter that we are reading that I I'm with you, but I will be in you. There will be a time that, I come, that, that will come that I will be in you. That word being in you is talking about coming. When was he given to men? Now, it's the point of the first time, the first day that a man could receive him was that resurrection money. Before time, that time, no man could receive him. Are you seeing that? So you see, that day was actually, the, even though it sounded like almost like he beginning to go, like that was when he was beginning to go. When he first, that was the first time he went to heaven, right? But that was actually the, when he actually came. That was the first time. That was when the coming was fulfilled. So everything that was happening before was gearing up to coming. To, that's why Satan was still fighting. Was fighting to the very last minute. If he could do everything to hold him in hell, he would have done it. But it was not possible. The hell, the grave tried to hold him. The grave found out everything that guarantees his ascension has already been done. There's nothing we can do anymore. And he broke out of the grave. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So that was the time of his, his, his coming. So the, when you talk about the first coming, the first coming symbolizes the coming of the Christ. Yes. Now, when Christ came to your spirit was when you got born again. That was the first coming of Christ into your spirit. But at that time, it's very, it's very likely and very possible and very, almost guaranteed that your soul has not yet experienced the first coming of Christ. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So the soul had not yet experienced what? The first coming. The soul, every time, the fact that Jesus Christ came 2,000 years ago doesn't mean you, it has come to you. Do you agree with me? Because, because it's as many that received him. They didn't say right from the day 2,000 years ago. Since that day, every man has received power to become the sons of God. Is that, so the son, sonship of God had to do with his coming. Praise God. How many of you believe that? Sonship had to do with his coming. That was the book of John, John chapter 1. That he came into the world, and the world knew him not. He came to his own. His own received him not. Then as many as received him, to them gave him power. 
So are you seeing what I'm saying? So those who receive him, he are those who are able to accept his coming. Say coming. coming. So there are times of coming. Seasons of coming. Are you getting me? Say coming. coming. Yes. Season of coming. So, for, so they, every time when they are able to install Christ into his soul, when his soul is able to receive Christ, that Christ, is, is, that is the first coming of Christ. The first coming of Christ is the installation of Christ inside who? Inside the soul. Now, when he's going to come the second time, Christ will come the second time. But Christ, when he comes the second time, he will not come as Christ. He will come as the Son of God. Does that make sense? So anytime you hear second coming, they are talking about another coming to a soul who Christ already came to. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Is there anybody who doesn't understand me? So is a Christ. So any soul that cannot, any soul that hasn't received the first coming, you cannot partake in the second coming. Praise God. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Those who have not received, partake of the first coming, cannot receive what the second coming. John, in the book of Revelation, he also referred to comings as resurrections. Right? There is what you call the first resurrection. There is what you call the second resurrection. Right? The first resurrection has to do with the word, the coming of Christ. So what is that resurrection? It's the way when, according to Romans, Romans was teaching us about that resurrection. Romans chapter 6. So as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so should you walk in the of life. So you are buried with him in baptism unto death. Praise the, Lord. Praise the Lord. Even so, as you are buried, so in that same likeness will you be what? Raised. So the coming of Christ to your spirit man brought about the resurrection of your spirit man. So on. And when Christ is coming to a soul, it is also a process of resurrection. It is to resurrect the soul, to bring a first resurrection of, to the soul, to, make, to raise the soul up. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Now, listen, every resurrection, the purpose of every resurrection is to defeat a death. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. The purpose of every resurrection is to do what? To restore. So the purpose of the first resurrection is to defeat the first death. The purpose of the second resurrection is to receive, defeat what? The second death. <laughs> but, it's a, but it's a different kind of operation. Most, what happened? The first resurrection happened after you, ask, you, you encounter the first death. But the second resurrection must occur before you encounter the second death. So in the first order, it is death before resurrection. The second order, it must be resurrection before death. Praise God. Blessed are they which partake of the word. 
of the What just Revelation chapter chapter twenty? Praise God. Amen. Verse six. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But verse 5, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. But then this is the word. This is the first resurrection. Then verse 6, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. And on such does what? The second death have no word power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him what? A thousand years. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, in the, when you say first and second resurrection, the, the Lord, um, put, there's a way the, the, the scripture position the, the resurrections. Amen. Amen. Now, there, is, there are those who will, who will partake first of the second resurrection before the others. The same way, um, the order of Christ happened, that Jesus himself partook of that resurrection before you were able to partake of that resurrection. Yes, Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yes, uh-huh. Now, this resurrection that we are speaking about, we're talking about the resurrection that is an antidote to the what? The second death. That's the next resurrection after you have, you have partaken of the resurrection which Christ gives to toward his soul. Does that make sense to you? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, after you've partaken of that resurrection, which Christ brings to his soul, amen, amen. they now comes into a season of another kind of what? Resurrection that can produce an ability. Right, it's it's like a resurrection to make you able, as opposed to a resurrection after the fact. Do you get what I'm saying? So that will now give you an insight into the meaning of resurrection. That resurrection is more than something is dead. You're waking it up. No, that is doesn't capture the full meaning of resurrection. The resurrection. It means the impartation of the life of the power that can bring immunity against what? Against death. Praise God. I think I've actually taught the same thing many times before, right? I've explained it from John chapter 11, where Jesus Christ said, I'm the resurrection and the life, right? That he that dies, right, believes he shall what? Live again. And then he that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Are you seeing that one? Uh-huh. He shall never die. So you see, never dying 
right, is also a resurrection. But it's another resurrection. Do you get what I'm saying? So, not that when you think about it in terms of order of things happening. So, see resurrection. Uh-huh. In terms of the order of things happening. To his soul, there is the resurrection that will happen for immunity against second death. That is the second resurrection that will occur to what? That will occur to who? To the soul. Now, so this first resurrection here is the second resurrection. Do you, do you get how I explain it? Or do I need to explain it again? Let me show you. Do I need to explain it to you again? Now, now, I will tell you why they use first resurrection here. Because the reason why they use first resurrection here is that they are not speaking of this resurrection in terms of the order in, to which it occurs in a soul. They are speaking about it in terms of the order in, in which the corporate fruit to God will arise. That in this season of resurrection that can produce power against the second death, there will also be two orders of people who will resurrect. There will be the first fruit of the, that resurrection. And then there will be the others who will what? Who will resurrect as well. Praise God. So it's very clear that these guys who, they, who um, they speak about in first resurrection, they are the people who will reign with Christ. While these ones are reigning with Christ, there will be other guys. There will be other guys as well who will also come later into this same immunity. You see verse 5. Let's read that Revelation chapter 20. Praise God. Amen. This is not where we are going to. I, just, I don't want to leave here without explaining it. Does this make sense to you? Yes. Verse 4. Chapter 20. Are you there? And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of them that were healed, beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their heads, for in their hands, and, and they lived and reigned with Christ, what, a thousand years. But then the rest of the dead lived not again, until the what, thousand years. Until the thousand years were what? Were finished. Praise God. So these people who reigned with Christ are they who were with him. Right? They who were what? With him. They are the ones who were with him. Praise God. The ones who, let's see that. I saw thrones and they sat upon them. And judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and then for the word of who? Of God. And which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with what? 
with Christ a thousand years. So you see companies of people that, that they put together. They are first those who were not dead. They are those who were with him. And you want to trace where they came from, you have to go back to the previous chapter. Amen. Those, if you look at when he appeared with a sword in his mouth, right, verse 13. Amen. His eyes were a flame of fire, his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called who? The Word of God. And then the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in white, fine linen, white and what, and clean. So these people who are, the armies which are in heaven, who are actually the armies who are in heaven, they're actually the people he just got married to in that chapter. So the Bible says, blessed are they who are invited into the marriage supper of the Lamb. Praise God. And he saw the category of those people who will marry, who he will marry, are those who have taken, let's see, who have been arrayed, who have, who have made themselves ready. Am I correct? So let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife had what? Made herself ready. Now, this wife, who, who will be the wife of the Lamb? The wife of the Lamb will be those people who have made themselves ready. That word is not an ordinary word. It's a special word. Now, there are those who will eventually also become ready, or they will actually come to the same estate at some point, but they don't come into category of those who have made themselves what, ready. Those who have made themselves ready speak about the, the first company. Are you getting me? With the company who, against all odds, when it wasn't time to think about marriage to him, they were thinking about it. When they were on the earth, when other people were doing their own thing and going about with their own loves on the earth, they were what? Thinking about they are those people who are able to, they had a unique, they had a unique ability to do what to, to, to carry on his love when it wasn't popular to love him. He's not just going to marry anybody. When, those people who he's going to marry, how many of you believe that not every, every, every Christian will be the lamb's wife? Let's start from that place. How many of you believe that not every, Christ, any, every Christian who will go to heaven will be the lamb's wife? Yes, sir. Oh, we all believe that. Yes, Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you believe that Praise God. It's not every Christian who eventually becomes heavenly that will become the, 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 the lamb's wife. <laughs> it's not every Christian who becomes heavenly that will become what? That will be, become the, the lamb's wife.
not every Christian who becomes heavenly. Because there will be a time that men will become heavenly. Because everything that would make them not heavenly has been taken away. And it becomes clear because the powers of resistance in the air, in the world that keeps men busy seeking other things, those powers have been dislodged. They are not, oh, wow, really? We're actually made to actually serve God. Oh. We're actually made to spend our life pursuing him and to serve him. Ah, all of a sudden, you see churches begin to get full. Some members will go to some churches and throw some of their pastors away and say, we are not ready. All these things, we have been wasting our time since. Now we've realized the, the reason for church is to become what? Spiritual. And to inherit the truth. And to inherit God. Oh, yeah. Who can teach us this thing? We are ready to learn. What will happen when that, that age has been broken over them? Praise God. These are the, that's the season of the multitudes. Right? According to Revelation chapter 7. Right? So after these things I saw a great multitude which no man could number. But before he saw the great multitude, they saw there were some people who they called the servants of God who they sit upon their forehead. Those people were still living in the same times and seasons that those multitudes were living in, but they were different. So I'm not talking about now the people who will enjoy the removal of the veil. I'm talking about the guys who will remove the veil. They are not going to have the same class and pedigree in the, in the, in the future. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, it's not, you can never be the same. A man, a soul that warred with Satan, and a soul that did not war with Satan, can never be the same. So, there are, there are some men who will have to make war with Satan. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that others can arise. But those ones who, so, you, so when Jesus, there's a way he thinks, there's a way he chooses bride, and there's a way he will, there's a way his mind is. When he's thinking about who is worthy to be my wife. Those who just came by, ah, by it, it just dawning upon them. Hey, okay, this is the reason why we are created. Praise God. God, Jesus says, thank you, I love you, I thank you. But you have a place, there's a place for, we have a place for you. See, you see in this house there are many mansions. Right? There are many mansions in this house. There are different Based on different things. But they are, they are say elite, they are going to be elite class of people. That those people who will be elite are people who, in time when the veil was still present, when men were doing their own things, they were able to carry. They, they, they didn't forget the love. So, so you see that qualification of remembering thy loves more than wine. What wine is that? It's the wine which the present serves to souls. That wine is the wine that makes souls not remember. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? I think we are beginning to break into this love conversation somehow. It took us through a strange way, but we are getting there. Ooh. 
Thank you, Father. Amen. Okay. Praise God. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That's just the Lord is just letting us know that He's He's the one intentionally stirring us to to this to this conversation. Amen. Say, kiss me with the kisses of your lips, for your love is is better. Kiss me with the kisses of your lips, for your love is better than mine. So it's not the kiss that made the the that virgin know that your love is better. Means that virgin had in had already a revelation of what about it, right? He's, he wasn't, he didn't just come and kiss from nowhere. Hey, come here. Grab, come here. Take my kiss. No. Is that he doesn't kiss anyhow. Are you getting what I'm saying? He doesn't, what? He doesn't kiss anyhow. He kisses to those who call for it. Those, so he, who he kisses are actually people who, who have rejected the wine of the world who have come into a place of virgin, a virgin state of soul. So when you see virgin, you think of maybe a weak fellow. No, if you know who those virgins are. Those virgins are virgins. Or they are warriors in the spirit. They are actually warriors of life. Right? Because the, vir- the virginity is talking about the a holiness which they are able to keep, which they are, they are able to make war through. Are you getting what I'm saying? To arrive at a virgin state of heart. Praise the Lord. So they actually, they are unique fellows. They are not like other people. They are unique people. They are people who, who were crazy about this love when others were going about their own things. See, there's a reward for such a thing. There's a reward for God is not unfaithful. You a person cannot abandon the cause of the world. You stare the world in your you know the world doesn't play. The world the world will tell you if you if you go this way these are the consequences and it's not joking. The the, the consequences will come. So this is what you are going to do because all these things they are, they belong to me. They are codes. They are principles of how you must live. On this side, if you want to be to receive, to be bestowed with my goodness. The world has its own goodness, which is not good. Praise the Lord. It, which is bad. If it's called, you can call it badness. That's what the world offers to souls. But in those badness come in forms of goodies. The thing which the wine, the sweetness of the world. The world will say, okay. If you choose to go this way, I'm going to withhold my sweetness from you. Yes, Means your life will not be sweet. Anything that makes life sweet, others will be enjoying it. You will not enjoy it. 
Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So I'm just trying to tell you who these people are. So by the time you see the Lord marrying people, don't, he's not marrying anyhow people. They've done something. They've done something that's contrary to what men would naturally do. Praise the Lord. Say, for your love is better than wine. So those are the same people that you see. They show them in different places. Those virgin souls are the ones who will, will journey into a place of being sealed, right? Who they, they showed in chapter 7 of Revelation, who are sealed by that seal. Then after that, I, afterward, I saw a great multitude which no man could number from every tribe and tongue and all of that. Those, are, those, those other people will not have the same reward that the word, this, those who were sealed will have. In chapter 14 of Revelation, you see the same picture first of the man-child coming. When the man-child emerges, praise God, then what happened? Let's see that chapter 14 of Revelation. Revelation chapter, it's, you know, this is a time where, it's a time of sight. The sight for something is to divide company. The, the, you know, it's scripture that divides this company. It's not by, you know, men are trying to use brain to divide company. No, we are, our church is called Separated, Holy, and Special Pilgrims of God International. No, it's not by that. Are you getting what I'm saying? People have tried to use their cerebral, their cerebral, their mind, their own carnal nature to create Ecclesia, outside the Ecclesia, but we're talking about Scripture. The Scripture actually brings division. Scripture divides men. Men are not the same. Every man looks the same. Gather people, they all look the same until you bring Scripture. When you now open Scripture and Scripture begins to talk, Scripture begins to speak, you now say that they are not all the same. Why some are coming, some are running? What some are running from, some are panting after. What the majority take off. When you open, yeah, what is this? They run away. There are some crazy ones who push on. Who have a different sense. They, they have, they've, gained, they've obtained mercy to have it, to have it, to serve us something different. They've obtained mercy. They've obtained mercy to trade away what everybody's looking for or what nobody's looking for. Yes. And they just see. They yes. just see the work that I have done. Mm. They just see the work mm. that I have done. Mm. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, so you see these people in the book of Revelation chapter 14, right? He spoke about that man-child who is coming up. Right? So it's very clear that when they are showing the man-child, they are showing different sides. Different sides of this company. Right? In, they show them as virgins, but then they show them as warriors. Are you getting what I'm saying? They show them as, in the book of Revelation, they show them as priests. Right? That was chapter 7. They're actually priests. When you say servants of our God, who are selected out of the people, the same way God picked a tribe and then picked a man out of it. That's how God selects. So anybody who's selected out of many, that's a priestly operation to separate and to take out of the rest. So they show them as priests in chapter 7. Now they show them as they showed them in chapter 14 as a as a, a, a child that is a man. What is the meaning of that? What is the meaning of man child? Man child, man child, say man child. Man child. What is the meaning of it? He's just telling you, talking about a, a people that have that again, they they are they of a people who are who are who are appropriate by a strange strength. There's nothing more helpless than a baby in the womb. Right? But this one they say is the baby boy is a man. That when you see him, ah, oh, baby, I can kill it. You know, it was the babyhood, the baby state that attracted Satan yes, to it. Yes, Satan probably had his ultrasound, which was <laughs> Just in the helpless thing inside there. Wow. This is dark. You can, you can deal with this one. It was trying to time that the, you know, the most helpless state of a baby when it just comes out of the womb. You know, there's not, no more helpless. A baby is already helpless. Because of when a baby that just makes the transition means you feel pressure for the first time. You feel oxygen, air for the first time. That state, that's the most vulnerable time of a human, of a, of a person. Are you, so, this, these people, there's something that characterizes this kind of people, is that they look so vulnerable. <laughs> Praise God. They look so vulnerable, but you know the, th- the thing about them is that the strength that keeps them is deadly. <laughs> but when you are a fool, you, you will see them as a baby, Right? This one is just the, the same way God sit and saw God as a baby on the throne. Now why would this baby be controlling everything when I'm here? I feel he must have seen God like a baby because you know God is like that. I, I, I strongly perceive that the side of God that God shows to the cherubs is not God, no strength, muscles. Look at it here. <laughs> Don't try anything. This thing is. If you, if you think of what's keeping all the Michael in check, it's not, it's not that he's not looking at God's chest every day. Huh? Man has to stay, stay okay, you know what I mean? But it's not that. I, I feel like the way cherubs see him, what they see, I don't think that's what they see. They see something else. 
It's probably possible that when you enter Cherubic's body and look at the throne, you see a baby smiling there. There must be something that made Lucifer say those things. And you see that 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 chronic nature. You see, you see, you see. And part of the reason why I know is that nature attracts nature. So for this baby to be magneted to the throne, it means that that's how they are in that place. Yeah. So so he, Satan came and said, "It's time to kill this one." He doesn't know that. Look, the power that behind. That's why they call it a man child. It's, a, it's actually a baby of strength. It's a baby, it's a child of strength. The most vulnerable when you see it, but try to attack it. As soon as it is too, let's read that. Chapter, Revelation chapter 14. Praise God. Let's say 14. Praise God. Revelation chapter 12. I'm sorry. I've been saying 14 since. Please forgive me. My brain does that sometimes. Amen. The brain I used to think and the brain I used to preach are not the same. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes one is trying to read to interfere. I'm so sorry. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold a great red dragon. So this one was wonder versus wonder. Right? One wonder was there. Another wonder was there. Amen. So when you say what does it mean of a wonder? A wonder. A wonder. There are, no, there are no wonders on earth. There are no, what men wonder at, right, is not really men. Man is falling. Man is so falling and so dead. Man can wonder at corruption. A nonsense. Man can wonder at that. So there is no wonder. So the, the, the place of this wonder is in heaven. They are talking about wonder according to the category of heaven, that things that can happen in heaven that they will begin to wonder. It's not everything. So it means that angels who are wondering, angelic beings, things that they can wonder at. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this is not, clearly not signs and wonders, eh? <laughs> Praise God. Where do we get all those designs and wonders from? <laughs> Amen. So if they say sign and wonder happen somewhere, ask them, okay, how does it compare to when, when, they, when they say sign and wonder in the book of Revelation? Because that's what, what, that's a real sign. A real sign. A real sign. A real sign. Say a real sign. A real sign and a wonder. Those are, so there are signs and there are wonders that are heavenly, which beings with the highest stature in creation can wonder at. Those are the kind of things. So that will tell you the class of this operation. Now, so there will be a time when, of course, this woman is the church. 
There will be a time. It's just a matter of time. There's, there's something that will begin to grow inside the womb of the church. And as it is developing, it's a fetus in the womb of the church. What will happen? After a while, the more it, it, it increases and develops, the more it develops, the more it develops. Though earth, earth is oblivious to it. But as it's developing, all of heaven begin to turn to look at it. That's what is happening. That's why you've seen, after a while you see meetings, you, after a while we start having meetings that there are more angels there than, than people. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you believe that. I don't know if you know, it's even beginning to happen <laughs> gradually. Amen. <laughs> Maybe there will be a time that guys who come in might not be having chairs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talk about the angels don't use our chair, so. Well, these guys don't think if they, if they used to use our, uh, maybe some guys will have chair, man. They are waiting. Now, why, why would they be leaving heaven and be coming here? And as the more development is occurring in this order, the more you are seeing them around. Why? Because are, it's, a, it's wonder. Wonder is, is going. What? what Something wonderful, something wonderful, something wonderful, something wonderful, something wonderful. This is going Yes, thank you. Shamanagari Elsto. Resta paranasto prendo. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So this wonder is in heaven. What they mean here is not that the whole church traveled to heaven, no. What they are saying is that they tell you the realm where this wonder registers. I saw a wonder in heaven. Something happened in creation that made heaven to wonder. You know, there are wonders. God is a wonder. Yes. That one is a, one, is a wonder. Is what, is it a wonder at him constantly. <laughs> Those who are able to see him. But not, every, not all of them can see him. So there are angels who are below the region of sight. Who do, they don't see. Though they can perceive his aroma. They can... Things from his realm can come. But to see him, not all angels are equipped to see. Or they are not positioned to see. But there will be a time. And that's why God is so, in, God is so interesting. That God has a plan to make them see. How, how God will make them see is that create the wonder below them. Like the realm below them. Let the wonder come from that realm. Are you, do you get what I'm saying? Yes. When he bring it in the first begotten, he said, oh, so how many angels? Not only the cherubs. Wow. Oh, but, so for them to worship him, all the angels were saw him because there's no angel that he didn't pass their backyard. Yes. He passed their street. When he was going, he passed their street. I say you pass their street. When you are ascending. When you are going up. Say up. up. How many of you want to go up? Hey. 
You know, I've heard the phrase of someone going somewhere to happen. Now, praise God. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So, so this woman was carrying something. So it's very clear that the wonder was what, was what she was carrying. That was, if, that was actually a wonder in itself for her to carry such a child in her womb. And every, every time wonder is happening, Satan always comes there because he, he, he himself was actually also a wonder. He's also a wonder too. So he's, he's envious about anything wonderful. He's envious. It was the wonder of God that made him jealous. That's what he desired. So when this kind of creature, whose nature has arisen to a wonderful state, because at that point, this baby had become wonderful. right? If the baby wasn't wonderful, the baby would not be caught up to the throne. So when he came to take, praise God, to devour, say devour. Let's read from verse, we're reading verse 3, am I correct? Says, and there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head, and he still drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as it was born. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron, and her child was what caught up to God and toward his throne. So that being caught up, why was the child caught up? Because that child belonged to the throne. The child belonged to the throne. There was a nature, the, the child in the womb of the woman, they had developed a thronic nature. Praise God. No, so... You see, being developed in the womb of the woman, that's a very, 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 very... Developing the thronic nature in the womb of the woman, it means that there's something about that child. There's a strength about that. When the, the strength was... The child was born. Now, let's, let us see this. He said she was with child, right? He didn't say she was with man-child. Do you agree? Yes, sir. She was with child. But after she delivered the child, hey, whoa, this one is a man. Oh. <laughs> are you getting what I'm trying to say? Are you getting what I'm trying to say? She brought forth a, a word, a man child. So, but while she was in the, was in, the child was in the womb, the child was just, was like a child. Praise the Lord. Now, when this child, by virtue of the child going to the throne, what now happened? If you look read later in chapter 14, in verse, <coughs> verse 7, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels, fought and his angels, right? And prevailed not, neither was their what? Their place found anymore where in, in heaven. Now, the, this, so are you seeing this issue of place here? Now, 
So this man child, this man child, the, the, the ability that this child acquired is the child has a, the, the highest potential, the highest potency for inheritance. The highest potency, the highest potential for what? In what? Inheritance. So, it means that this child is an inheritor. Praise God. Now, for the child to be caught up, before a child is caught up, say up. Before, when a child is being caught up, it's not just an ordinary thing, it's not disappearing and appearing. It's talking about taking inheritances of realms. Before you get to the throne. Right? Because you see, when you see a throne, when you say, this is my throne now, the realm of the, of the dominion, of the authority of the throne, is not just the little real estate under where the chair of the, of the seat of, of the throne is. No. That throne, if, it's, if that's the only place you have authority, then it's not a throne, it's a chair. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just a chair. What makes it a throne is that by virtue of that position, it can come. It has ownership. Its reach spreads. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, to be honest with you, nobody can sit on the throne who has not inherited all things. That's the criteria of what sitting. So inheriting all things. That was part of the promise to the church. Which, which church was that? No, it's not... Uh, God help me. Where did you say he that overcome and shall, in, shall, shall inherit? All, sorry? Was it 21? Hey, and he wasn't, he wasn't to the church. It was 21 verse 7. Hey, sorry. Praise God. Chapter 21 verse 6. He said, and he said unto me, I am done, I am Alpha and Omega, right? That was Alpha and Omega, and then beginning and the end. Then I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life. So he still had his own credential, Alpha, Omega, beginning. It means that in our nature, we don't leave space. We don't leave anything aside. We have dominion, fully. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. That he that is a thirst, he will give of the fountain of life freely. The verse 7, then he that overcometh shall do what? Inherit all things. Then when he has inherited all things, I will be his God and he shall be my son. 
So when they say he that overcometh, it, it's the same thing, the same language to the churches. It's the same estate. So all those things they mentioned about he that overcometh, will I do this? He that overcometh. And that place said, he that overcometh. In the last chapter, end of chapter 3, see, he that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me on my throne? Which, what, after? Even as I overcame, and I'm sat down with who? My father on his throne. So, of course, that father is also his God. Right? So, he that inherited all things, I will what? He that overcometh will inherit all things, and I will be his God, and then he shall be my son. So being his, him being your God and you being his son, right, is the same promise of you sitting on the throne. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm just trying to, you are using journey of scripture to establish that for somebody to sit on the throne, he has inherited all things. Is this clear? Does this scripture align? So it's very clear that the man-child had inherited all things. For the man-child to be caught up, listen, to God and to his throne, it means that, that he became a son of God. Because Jesus said, as I even overcame and sat with my father, who is God, on his throne. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So sonship of God, being a son of God, is actually the claiming the inheritance. All the inheritances that makes you a candidate to the throne. So nobody who arrives at the throne with all things will be prevented from sitting on the throne. So for someone to sit on the throne, there must be nothing left that is not put under him. Praise the Lord, like it was said concerning Jesus. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So now, so it means that after this man-child had, had then risen and, been, and had been caught up to the throne. So they now discover that, you see that place that Satan was claiming, right? So that was the point where Satan lost sense of place. Right now, he still has a place. The devil still has what? The devil still has a place. What, who gives him his place? What makes him have a place? Men who have not inherited. Right. Men to whom the present was created for. Right. The God created the present for men. Praise God. For men to ascend out of it. Right, to grow, increase, and then what? And then ascend. When they are ascending, they are having dominion. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you look at that man child, what was his destiny? He was to rule all nations with the word, with the rod. What's the meaning of that? He was to rule all nations. All nations means that he he should have a dominion and an authority that no nation can resist. So you're talking about complete dominion over what? The present. So as soon as that happened, that affected that place. 
which Satan had. Where? In the air. In the air. In the, in the heavens of the earth. The heavens of the earth. You know, he, he, left, he left the heavens of heaven. Then he came and found another heaven below. And he stood and took that heaven. Why did, was he able to take the heaven? Because the men who were supposed to own the heaven, they were what? Crawling on the earth, building houses on the earth, living their whole lifetime on the earth, enjoying the earth. Say, so, no, well, no problem, we can take it. We'll stay here. Praise God. So these people arose, this man child. Are you, are you getting, I'm trying to give you a sense. What am I trying to show you? What love can do. That's all I'm just trying to show us today. I'm just trying to show you what this love is about, is meant to accomplish. This love that we're talking about, that we are preaching about, is actually a love of ascension. That's the love they are bringing to us. The love that can possess a soul that will make the soul do anything to ascend, to go up. We're talking about the love that takes soul upwards. We're talking about love that ties soul to the earth. We are, we are used to loving things that ties you down. Loving things that straps you and makes you so intertwined with the present that you cannot separate yourself from the present. Amen. Imagine how, you know men are married to present by virtue of love, right? Amen. <laughs> See, love. How many of you believe love is powerful? Now, I want to ask you a question. How many of you know that love is the instrument of ownership? Love is the power of ownership. Now, anything that is not glued by love can easily be removed. Yes, what that means is that anything you don't love can easily be taken away from yes, you. Love is the glue. It's the what tie binds. Love is the binder. The things you don't love, some of them you don't even know where they are. You just got them. Some of your friends that move after the circle of your love, you don't even know where they are right now. You actually forgot them that they actually, this, this person actually existed at one point in my life. Are you getting what I'm saying? The things that, we, how we know you don't love something, that's see where is it, you don't know. You have to go and look for it. It means that that thing can be stolen and you don't even know that it was gone because the, the tie is not there. Praise God. Well, soul can be so bound to things. Someone, you can steal somebody's money and the person will cry as if you stole them. It's not the, them you stole, it's their money that you stole. But they will mourn the money. Amen. Amen. You are driving, you can hit somebody's car, and you feel like you hit them. You hit, the way they will cry is as if you did themselves. Why? Because of the something. It's, the, it's things that are attached. Attachment. 
to the soul. It's love. Say loves. Someone can lose their job and they, they mourn as if they've lost their life. Why? <laughs> Why? It's love. It's love. It's love. Love. Love is powerful. Love is the instrument of ownership. If you, those who really own, they own by love. Anything you don't love, you don't own. You don't, in other words, you don't own in terms of you don't accept it. You will not fight for it. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So we're talking about that one say, say affection. You know that scripture that said, if you have been risen with Christ, then set your affection. That word affection is your love. Set your, it's actually not just, when you say set your mind, it's not just mind. It's a translation, it translated it affection. They use the word mind in terms of in terms of, say mind. Because mind is a servant of, of, the, of, of love. How many of you believe what I'm trying to tell you? Mind is what? The servant. Okay. So anything the heart falls in love with, right? The heart writes a job description for the mind. That right now, from today, your job is to mind this thing. That is, that's how it works. The, the, the mind guards, the mind travels after the loves of the soul. That's why you can also check. Now, the, real, the love is not really residing in the mind. It's, the, it's in the heart. But the mind is the servant that the, that the heart uses to make sure that what it loves is in, in its word, proximity. You can't detach it. You can't remove it. So that thing called affection, set them. It says set them. If you then be risen with Christ. If you then be risen with Christ. If you then be risen with Christ. If you then be risen now, it's not if you are born again. No, 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 no. We are talking about Apostle Paul talking. He has said a lot about risen with Christ. If your soul then be risen with Christ, have you partaken of that first resurrection? Have you, have you partaken of it? Then now that resurrected man, there's a place where he is. Set your mind, set your affections on things above. Not on things below. Where? Things above. Where Christ is what? Now, I ask you, where is Christ seated? At the right hand. That place of, they're telling you, set your mind on that. On that place where Christ is seated. Not on things on the earth. Do you know why? Because you are dead. And then your life. Let's read that place. You know what we are teaching today? We are teaching the... Teaching the upward code of love. The code, there's a code of love. It's a code of love. 
that the heart must embrace, the heart must imbibe. Oh, yes, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. What chapter is that? If you then be risen with Christ, you should set your mind. Say, set your mind. <clears throat> or you should seek. Praise God. Colossians 3, verse 1. But if you then be risen with Christ, you seek those things which are above what yesterday you seek what you were raised to seek. <laughs> seek those things which are above where Christ seated. So there are things where Christ seated. Now, the things that are where Christ seated are so say where Christ seated. Amen. Now, when they, when they use the word as seated position, where Christ seated, right? You have to talk about okay, what is the function of his seated position? Remember when they told him to come and sit? Say, sit here at my right hand, right? Because they spoke about his sitting at the right hand. That's a particular um, description of a function. It's actually a functional description, it's like an office. That right hand is an office for something. I mean, in the present time that we are in where he's seated right now. You have to go back to what God told him to sit for. He says, sit at my right hand until what? Until I make your enemies your footstool. Now, do you know the making of your enemies your footstool? How does it happen? It's the same thing as bringing your enemies under you. Because your footstool is not above you. If your foot will be on it, it means you are above it. So what is the meaning of that? It's just simple. It just means sit here until I bring your body above your enemies. Right? Because the footstool is under the body. So the head has sat at the right hand. The body hasn't sat yet. The body must take the same journey which the head took to join the head. When the body has joined the head where he is, then every, all the enemies will be under the foot. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So when he, this sitting at the right hand of God, is the, so that's the place he was going. He's going to do something at that, plum, at that point. In that chapter 14, he said that, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If we were not so, I would have told you. I go there. I'm going there to do what? To then prepare a place. So it's very clear that him sitting at the right hand, as he's sitting there, is a place of his preparation 
of a place for you. That where I am, there you may what? Be also. Now, you see that right hand in the present. You say, ah, so wow, that's the place. Okay, ah, finally you've said it. So that's the place that we are going to. No. Praise God. The place that you are going to is where it's not that you might go into the sit at the right hand too in the present heaven. No. Even though is it there right now? Yes. What is he there doing preparing a place for you? Now, what was he preparing a place for you? For that where I am, you may be also. It's very simple. So it's very clear that the, the place that you are supposed to come into is that place called where I am. Where I am. Now, he used the word where I am. He didn't say, I'm going right now, where I'm going to right now. When I arrive there, where I'm going to right now then that place is where the place is. And I will now send for them to bring you there. No. He said, I'm going to there and I will prepare a place for you so that where I am right now as I'm talking to you, before I have even gone, where I am right now, there you may be also. Now, where was he? So it's very clear that while he was with them, he wasn't at the right hand of the Father. Let's go back to chapter 14. Let's break down this chapter 14 a little. Amen. Verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. John 14. Right. Let not your heart be troubled. Say, if ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Full stop. He didn't say, in my Father's house are many mansions. Were not so I would have told you, I am now going to my father's house to prepare a place for you. Or he didn't say, I'm now going there to prepare a place for you. Full stop. I go to prepare a place for you. And it's very clear where he was going now, he was going to heaven. Do you agree? That was where he was departing from. So when he said, I go to prepare a place for you, now, when Jesus was talking to them, he was already in his father's house. As he was with them talking, he was in his father's house. He has already found the house. He was already there. If he, if he was not there, then everything he has been saying, I and my father, we are one, he was lying since. <laughs> I mean, if you believe what I'm trying to say. Even that it was, it was all a lie when you say, I am my father, we are, what my father do, I do, and father walk, I all of those things. It means that those were all lies if he wasn't there. So he, that place 
that house, that his own place with the Father, he was already there. And that is the place where it says that if I go and pray a place for you, then I will come again and then receive you unto myself. Are you seeing? And that where I am, there he will. But are you getting what I'm saying? Listen to that verse 3. Let's read it. If I go and prepare a place for you, he didn't say if I go to my father's house. But where I'm going, if I go there and I prepare a place, I will then come again from that place, not from my father's house. That place I'm going to, I will come again from there. And when I come, I'm not coming to take you to where I went to. I'm coming to receive you to myself. So it's very clear that the place that where he was preparing for them is not in heaven, is in himself. But he cannot prepare that place from his present position physically with them. Now, how many of you believe that Jesus was carrying his father's house around? And he was walking, he was in his father's house. He was moving with the house. He was the house. Does anybody not fully understand what I just said? Should I explain again? Okay, let's go back. Let's see. Verse 14, chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. That word, believe in God, believe, why was it telling them, believe in me? They believe in what I can do. I have things to do. I have things that I can do. But you have to believe in me because I'm actually at the point, I'm about to do something for you right now. You have to believe in what I can do. You have to believe in me. I'm about to do something. I am about to do what? To do something. You now be able to say, okay, in my father's house, like I've still said before about that house, he's talking about inheritance. He's talking about the abode of his father. That there are many mansions. There are many places of habitation in the house of his father. If it were not so, I would have told you. Full stop. Full stop. What's the meaning of full stop? Explain to me. You finished a thought. This thought has finished. I've told you. If it were not so, I would have told you. Full stop. Now, about something else I want to talk about. I'm about to go to prepare what? A place for you. What I'm trying to tell you is that he's not saying that I'm going to prepare a word. I'm not, I'm not going. He didn't say I'm going to my father's house. We assume that from this scripture. He finished the thought about the father's house. He just said, okay, I'm about to now go somewhere now. Although what I'm going, the link between the father's house, between this this next sentence and the previous one is not where he is going. It is the place. Do you get what I'm saying? So, I'm telling you, where he was going to was not the father's house because he is there. Where he was going to was heaven. 
You see that right hand in the present heaven? Are you getting me? The right hand in the present heaven. There's something about that position. Yes. So Jesus said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. Verse 3. Now if I go to that place I'm going for, and I prepare a place for you, then I will then come again from that place. But when I'm coming again, because if I'm going to prepare a place for you, are you getting what I'm saying? The place that I'm going to prepare for you is not where I'm going to. But the preparation has to be done from that place. That's why I'm going there. But I'm going to prepare a place for you. Now, after I've prepared a place, then I will then come and receive you into the place I prepared for you. Now, the place I prepared for you is myself. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may what be also. So it means that, are you, are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yes, now what is the meaning of receive unto myself? It's talking about the joining of the body to the head. Yes, to become one. Yes, yes, the way he is joined to his own head. Is there anybody that still doesn't understand? If you don't understand, raise your hand up. This is a very key thing. It's very key to understand. No, don't be shy if you don't get it. The last sentence. Okay, let's read chapter 3, chapter 14, verse 3. It says that if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will come again and then receive you unto myself. Do you see that? So, if I come and receive you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be, what? Also. Now, if where I am is where he's going to, he would say, when I come back, I will come and take you to where I'm going. I prepare a place. If they say the place is prepared for you, is there. You say, I prepare the place there. I'm coming back to take you. Then let's go there. No, he said, it's not, that's not what he said. He said, I'm going there, but from the point, it's a remote preparation. If I can put it that way. That while I am there, I'm preparing a place. I'm actually preparing a place for you. So what I'm doing there is affecting something inside of you. Something inside of you is happening. The only preparation of a place is your transformation into conformation. To be acceptable into that place. So what is all he's just telling you is that this preparation is a ministry I must do from heaven. You accept what I'm trying to say? It's a ministry I must do from where? Because this is a heavenly ministry. In other words, when they created the present, they created a temple for the present. Now, anything that has to do with remission, that has to do with redemption, salvation. What was the purpose of the temple? The purpose of the temple is actually for the administration of inheritance. Due to take care of the the, the roadblocks, the obstacles to inheritance. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? 
So heaven, in heaven is a temple for the earth. So the ministry of, of help to earth men on the earth must be done from the temple of the earth. Are you getting what I'm saying? In other words, what is stopping men, we talk about deliverance and all of those things, what is stopping men from inheritance are things that you can't purge it in the backyard or in the farm or in the whatever. You cannot purge it in Hollywood or Silicon Valley or in White House or in United Nations. Same both in the United Nations, maybe you can change the world and you can't do anything there. You cannot do anything there because there is no temple on the earth. Right? The temple for the earth is in heaven. And all the purging must be done from there. How many of you believe what I'm trying to say? Uh-huh. How many of you remember the, all of Hebrews we were looking at last time? Remember the high priest? We have a high priest who has passed through the heavens. He spoke about how he appeared there for us, how he purified the heavenly things with his blood. Are you seeing the heavenly ministry? Are you getting what I'm saying? So the ministry that is done in the present heaven is not for men to come to the present heaven. That's just the point of what I'm trying to tell you. So when you hear up, 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 it's not talking about going to heaven. No. I mean, if you believe what I'm trying to say. Do you believe that up doesn't mean heaven? (laughs) God created creation, including heaven and earth. Are you getting me? So that he can invest candidates that can go up. Yeah, because height and depth and depth are older than heaven. There's something called height, which is God, where God actually really dwells. So it's not say the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity. So the inhabitant of eternity of eternity is a high and a lofty being. High. Say high. high. It's not the work of heaven. No, no. It's the, it's, they're talking about the, inhabit, the habitation. They're talking about the height of eternity. Eternity is a height. Are you get what I'm saying? Height. In terms of, you can use measure in terms of holiness and all of those things. Don't say the high and lofty one who inhabited in eternity, whose name is holy. Say, I dwell in the high and holy place with him that's of a broken heart and of a contrite spirit. So, high and holy place. High and holy place. I dwell in the high and holy place. That's not talking about his heavenly dwelling. Even though God has an, a heavenly dwelling. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? But he's talking about he who inhabits eternity. So he's talking about the height of his eternal habitation. When we are saying up, Higher height. That's what we are talking about. So we're talking about the, we're, this love is 
We're talking about the love that can travel that journey. That's what we're talking about. The, the, the love that can travel the eternal journey. And it's very clear to us that we know we're speaking about the complexities yes. last time that love is higher than faith. Yes. Faith is a journeying instrument, but there are some journeys that you can't have faith alone to take. It's the journeys that are pure love journeys. They are actually leaps of the heart, leaps of the soul, appreciation of the soul that was coming to a high. That thing, that thing called high and holy place. I dwell with him that is what? In the high and holy place. With him that is of a broken heart. That is of a what? Contrite what? Spirit. A broken heart. And a what? A con- who, is of a, who is a broken heart? And who has a contrite spirit? That is a lover. A lover. Is, have you seen somebody who is in love and is not broken before? You are not in love now. It's mouth. The sign of your... When you see somebody who is in love, they tremble. Trembling is a sign of love. It's a necessary sign of love. When you see a haughty person, natural shoulder, when they jam love, they become humble and mellow. That's what love does. How many of you believe what I'm trying to say? Love is the greatest humble of men. They used to say that if you want to make a strong man to fall, bring a love interest. What happened to Uncle Samson? <laughs> so remember Uncle Samson now? Now, can you, I don't say, envision, every, envision everything they tried to bring him down. How many people did he kill with the job one of an ass? And I'm sure the guys who we killed, they are not small, small men. So after everything has failed, so okay, let's just try something else. A different kind of something. A different kind of strength that is stronger than strength. <laughs> Praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Almighty Samson. Once he just lies down in the, that lap of Delilah, what happens? The huh? So you can undo love undoes a man. Samson was undone by what? Say affection. Affection. Affection is powerful. Affection can break into the garrison. You know, you know, when you think of Samson's strength, I know you think he has a brute strength, but use an, a more educated mind to think of him. Know that Samson's strength wasn't just brute strength because the secret of his strength was a knowledge. Yes, sir. He was buried in his heart. But after, even if, no matter what you do, the garage, the strength of that, the source of the strength was the wisdom. It was a knowledge buried in his heart. A knowledge that fighters cannot remove. Because to get that thing out of his heart, you need a conversation that can unlock the heart. 
So you need something that can break the heart. Break the heart. It's not breaking by brute strength. It's breaking with the power of affection. That's what Delilah used. To make him release the, the secret. Are you getting what I'm trying to tell you? So I'm just going to pen to you that someone who, that is love is, a, is his tool to make men tremble. So when he says, okay, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you built for me? Where is the place of my rest? You cannot build anything that will give me rest, including heaven and on earth. So that scripture also proves that this father's house is not heaven. Right? Heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Are you getting me? So when you, say, when you get to heaven, you see the throne there. This right hand throne that Jesus went to. You see it there in heaven. But you say, all these things are there. All these things have my hand made. But look, where is the place of my rest? They cannot give me rest. Say, but unto a, this, a particular man will I look. Looking for, what am I looking for in the man? That question I just asked about rest. I'm looking for it in the man. That man must be a special kind of man. He's a man who is of a broken heart and who is of a contrite spirit. He had a tremble at my love. <clears throat> That's the description of a lover. Ask me, who is this lover you are talking about? <coughs> We're talking about hearts that have attained quaking before him. <coughs> Thank you. We have to be rounding up. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> so, you saw that the, <clears throat> those people who will event of over whom the second death will have no power, <clears throat> which they spoke about, those who they say partook of the first resurrection. That resurrection is with respect to the order <clears throat> of people who will resurrect first before the multitude will come into their own resurrection. Right? Those people, they are different because of how they ascended. When they pass through that way of ascension, that way is gone. That's it. That way is gone. The others who will come is a different way they will pass through. They will pass through a paved way that has already been paved. They put star and everything. Been cleared. So they cannot have the same reward as those people, first of all, who ascended. <clears throat> Amen. So when those when those people are sent, when they when they arrive. When the lamb sees them, he say, this is my wife. This is my wife. They are the people who will get married to him. 
Does that make sense? Why would they, marry, they marry, get married to him? Because they are the ones who have, who won the, the victory of his love. So we'll be asking, what is this thing about ascension and all that? Why are they bringing this word into this present time? They are just, they're just to avest the wives of Jesus. Those who, he, who will be worthy to be among his bride. Who fought for his love? that love raised them and brought them to his own place that where he is that they should be they should be also praise God Hallelujah. are we blessed at all today yes. sorry the message wasn't able to maybe come to a full closure a coherent um, conclusion you know time always cuts messages <laughs> And there's no guarantee that next time we come, it's just going to start. We just start from here. Praise God! Well, God knows why He does things that way. Well, how many of us are blessed today? Let me have a feeling that this administration is not just. We're not just talking about things. We are. This is how they write the. They are writing the knowledge of the love. There will be a time that they will write it and write it and write it. Then one day you wake up and you start looking for his kiss. One day you just wake up and just say, no, 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 no. Your love is better than wine. That's a soul that has been free, right? Once you can say that thing. It's not just saying because the scripture, yeah, I love. You know, we sang that song, no, no, no. There's a, we've sang that song before, but we'll sing it again.
Amen. Amen. Father, that's our prayer to you. It's also our confession. We ask that you will help us to come to a place where we have no other confession. Where this is all we want. This is all we desire. This is the pursuit of our soul. Thank you. It's not by power or by might, but you said it's by your spirit. Thank you because your spirit is beginning to birth this love. You're casting the seed of this love. This love that is as strong as death. Jealousy. More demanding than the grave. Father, thank you because this, this generation will witness such company. Such a people. Who will say boldly that your love is better than the wine of the world. Thank you, our Father. Holy Spirit, take this word, turn it into a blessing that will keep on blessing. Let the conviction of these thoughts be driven deep into our heart. And may it start a fire that will burn and burn and burn and burn and burn and burn until every contrary thing is consumed. Thank you, our Father. We, are, we accept this initiation into your love world, into the dispensation of the pursuit of your love. Thank you, our Father. We give all glory to your name. Bless you. Thank you for tonight, for the grace to, to, to open your word and to teach it and to bring light or the illumination. I ask that no light will be lost. No seed will be lost. And it will bring forth even that fruit which is pleasing to your sight. Thank you, our God. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth you dwells between the cherubim shine forth you dwells between the cherubim shine forth